Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hello, Frisco friends. This is Rick Rogers, your host of the Focus on Frisco podcast, brought to you by the Frisco Enterprise and Star Local Media. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Audrey Henvey. Hey, Audrey. Hey, Rick. How are you today? Doing pretty good. Are we surviving the heat? We're inside with no windows, so I would say we are surviving the heat we as are, best we can. We are lucky, right? We have air conditioning here in the beautiful Maker's Gym Studios in downtown Frisco. And along with us today is a special guest who is also out there surviving the heat and doing amazing things in the community with Frisco Family Services, and that is our guest, Michael Strauder. Hey, Michael. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, Michael, we're here to talk today about Frisco Family Services, uh, and it's an organization that has long served Frisco. Um, For those who may be new to the community, uh, can you describe, we'll just kind of kick things off here. Can you describe what role Frisco Family Services plays for the residents of Frisco? Sure. Um, we're actually about to go into our 29th year on this February. So we've been a, we've been here invested in the community quite a while, and we're quite proud of that. And what we do is essentially, I think the best way to put it is we try to prevent homelessness. Um, when a crisis situation occurs, and it doesn't matter what zip code you live in, and we tell people this quite a bit because people think, well, there's plenty of money in Frisco. excuse me, there's plenty of money in Frisco. There's no real crisis situation up there, but there are. There are things that happen, whether life happens in the form of a divorce, uh, a medical bill, uh, loss of a job, a little thing called a pandemic we had here recently. Uh, Those type of things that that impact the family and and have a significant um, uh, destabilizing uh, impact. So what we do is we provide emergency assistance. Now, we provide a combination of things, but what we do is we provide uh, emergency assistance, uh, whether it be rent or rental mortgage, um, utility bill assistance if needed, um, clothing vouchers from over at our Frisco resale store. And we also have the most visible part of who we are, and which is the Frisco market, Frisco family services market. Um, we will forgive anyone if they call it the pantry because it was called that for so long, but it is called the Frisco Family Services Market. And then, of course, we have the agency itself. And the three, those three principles together, basically, we work to, uh, with our case managers, to work to stabilize whatever the situation that has occurred in that family so that they get back up on their feet and regain self-sufficiency. So we're trying to prevent people from um losing their homes, um, family splitting up um, and becoming homeless and things of that nature. So quite proud of what we do. Um, I know personally I really enjoy the work that we do. Um, Frisco's a great community, and we work to – we work basically work with the community to keep Frisco strong. Uh, we're kind of that hidden resource is what I like to say. Now, Michael, you're the marketing manager. How long have you worked at Frisco Family Services? I've only been there, I believe – 
nine, ten months. But I tell you, it's been uh, it's been such it's been feels like it's been a lot longer than that. But I'm not. But that's not a complaint. Um, I've seen a lot. Uh, in, in the six months I've been here, I enjoy the work that I do. I enjoy the people we work with, the volunteers. Um, Prisco is just a great community. So you, I want to go back to something you touched on in the very beginning of your of your uh, comments there. That you know, you may not be able to see the struggle that some residents may be having in Frisco visibly as you drive around the community. I mean, That's we're we're blessed true. to live and work and play in a community that in Collin County and in Texas and in the nation is one of the best in the country. Very true, uh, and has a lot of resources that um, you know many communities don't have. But there is a need that exists in Frisco. That is true. And so how do you work to make sure that need is understood and addressed by the community? Okay. Well, one of the things we do with the marketing approach is, um, is we really try to communicate what those efforts are. We try to reach people where they're at. Um, and we work with a lot of different community partners, um, including uh, Star Media. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and sharing out the, what we do, uh, different fundraisers and um, events that we have in the community. And one of the most visible will be our community-wide food drive, which we do twice a year. Uh, the one that's coming up here this Saturday, and I'm going to say that again, this Saturday yes. from 10 to 3, um, is one of those ways that we do that. But we um, – a uh, lot of community referral sources. We know we cannot do this alone. Frisco is a good-sized community, so we work – in collaboration and in tandem with a lot of different organizations and um, provide the services that we do. So a lot of people come to us, and I ask that question as the market, my marketing manager had. I ask people often, you know, whether they're clients, volunteers, how did you first learn about us? And it's always interesting. Some will say, well, I, I've kind of followed you guys on social media, whether it's Twitter or Facebook. Sure. Um, others will say, um, I kind of drove by and I've seen the signs. I've seen your uh, marketing materials and just now, or I've been a volunteer, Um, whichever the case. um, One of the best referrals is that we get from people who know what we do or are aware of what we do. And then a situation occurs. It may even been someone who's volunteered with us in the past, but now a situation has occurred and now they're, needing assistance and now they're coming back in fact i talked with a woman this last week who had been a volunteer with us for years um, but a situation occurred where her company let her go and she needed some assistance and she knew right where to come she said it was different felt odd being on this side of it but life happens that's good. that's a great comment life does happen can you talk to me about the importance of those community events, like what we're going to see on Saturday? What does that add to y'all's ability to do your mission? Well, a lot of what we do, <clears throat> which is great, because I want to go back to uh, what I said earlier about the market. It is one of our most utilized. In fact, it is the most utilized service that we provide of everything we do. Um, and its location is right. I mean, you can't miss it. <laughs> it's right off of Main Street. Now, you're, the address is 9085 Dogwood Street, but you can see... Frisco Family Services, the resale shop, the market, right off of Main Street in downtown Frisco. Exactly. Uh, we're all on one campus. Uh, folks have been around for a while. We maybe remember we were kind of split up in different places, and mm-hmm. we recently um, um, uh, built a, um, a new facility uh, with a lot of community support. And I can't emphasize that a lot of community support and backers and, and donors. Um, what a lot of people may not know, and so now that we're all on one on campus, it makes it easier for us to facilitate and it also facil- facilitate assisting 
um, community members when they come in, they don't have to drive all over town or if they come to the office, then they have to ride over to maybe over the fiscal resale if, they, if they're needing clothes or something along those lines sure. or have to ride over to uh, the market. It's all right there on the one campus. So it just makes it more cohesive. Now, Saturday, what will be great, and a lot of people don't realize Frisco Resale is actually part of Frisco Family Services, too. Mm-hmm. It's right next to us. Absolutely. But when you come in Saturday, <clears throat> we'll be staff and volunteers will be right out there. It's literally you can we're, at, we're encouraging people to add us to your shopping list. Well, when you go out and then you can literally just drive right. We'll be set up at kind of a drive through um, um, drive through line and you can drop your materials right off at that point. Uh, volunteers will be inside to check the merchandise, um, check it, put it in inventory and literally will be used as soon as Monday. Wow. So so for those who are listening to the podcast, that event is going to be from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday, July 16th. It is called Free Feed Frisco, the community-wide food drive. Add them to your grocery list. We know, guys, we know you're going to Costco or Sam's Club or Tom Thumb <laughs> or Market Street or Kroger. Don't leave anybody out. Walmart. Uh, mm-hmm. Add them to your shopping list uh, and then just uh, easily drive by, like Michael said, drive through, drop it off, make a difference, feed Frisco, July 16th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you are listening to this podcast after the event, okay, because a podcast does live for a long time, our, 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 our listens go up every week. How can they help? So let's say they're listening to this a week later, but they still want to, you know, give and make a difference. Sure. Michael, what can sure. they do? Well, what we can do is <clears throat> there's three ways uh, that you can work with it as it particularly relates to the f- the feed Frisco Drive. Is that the market? If you go to FriscoFamilyServices.org and then put in market, it has it'll take you right to our webpage for that. And it has the hours that we can take the donations. In fact, we have large carts. If it's not a perishable item, uh, you can literally just drop and go. Um, You don't have to come inside. and they can, they can make donations at that at, at any point. Uh, if the market is closed on Saturdays, normally closed on Saturdays, we'll be open this weekend. But um, if you wish to make a donation and the market is closed, Frisco Resale can take the item as well, can take your items as well. Okay. Um, but they can do it any time between uh, 9 and 5, as early as 8 a.m. and up to about 5 o'clock in the evening. Um, another way that you can I, I recommend and encourage people to get involved and to help is that hunger, just as we all eat every day, the needs exist every day. So it's not just that these are dedicated drives for that purpose, but you can always donate items to the Frisco market. And if you go to that webpage I, I mentioned reference, there's a list of items that are specifically are the highest of need. Um, things that you may not necessarily think about, such as... Um, Shortening, seasonings, um, cleaning products, hygiene products, which we do provide in the store because those are things that people often don't think about. Other ways that you can also assist and work with us is that you can also, you know, make contributions, uh, whether they be financial contributions also to the market, which you can make right there on the site uh, or bring bring down to the office. And, of course, we also encourage people always shop Frisco Resale. Because that is a great contributor to a, a what we do. Um, we we need your donations, and we encourage people to come down. If you have questions, let us know. 
Um, as the marketing manager, I answer a great deal of the questions that we see uh, online. Um, there really is a person there. <laughs> well, and I can speak from personal experience. I've made several donations to to the resale shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you know, sometimes you just need to kind of declutter the house a little bit. Exactly. And you know, and if you go into the resale shop, there's there's some amazing furniture. Yep. There's a lot of great things that you know can be repurposed mm-hmm. in the home, and obviously, then it benefits the entire mission of. Frisco Family Services. We're very proud of uh, Frisco Resale. I remember when I came here um, almost a year ago, and the first time I walked in there, I just kind of stood there. Wow. It was, as the the inside joke is, it's not your grandfather's uh, uh, resale store. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Now, you probably don't remember that. Was it Buick? used to have that line. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is not yeah. your grandfather's Buick. Yeah. That's right. We're very proud of our, our it's a, we call it an upscale resale store. And we, um, um, and we get a lot of great donations from the community. We get them from businesses and organizations. Um, you can even find a great deal of new items that are in the store, still boxed, <clears throat> excuse me, still in a box, ready to go and significantly priced lower than what you would find in a typical resale, resale store, whether it's new or whether it's been slightly, <laughs> slightly, slightly used, used. But, but lots um, of life left for sure. Lots of life, and it, it is a big contributor to and helps fund the programs and services that we provide. I know when we go to the resale store, the people we might be interacting with are probably the volunteer force with Frisco Family Services. Can Very you talk to so. me about who, you know, what, what has it been like kind of, I know during COVID there was kind of a, a, a lowering of who was able to help out. You know, have y'all seen people coming back and, and what has that been like? Well, they're slowly coming back. Um, our volunteer uh, force is not where it was pre-COVID levels. Um, it's, I believe, I want to say it's about half of what it was, um, and it has slowly been coming back up as we get further and further out, which we're really pleased with, because there's just there's just no way that we can do what we do with the different programs and services um, and, and assistance for things and, and training programs that we also provide without the without the volunteers of this community. So we're, we're really glad to see that come back up. Um, in addition to what we're also seeing when we talk about increases, if you indulge me for a moment, is that sure. I want to go back to what the purpose of this food drive is. And that is one of the issues that we're seeing, and we anticipated it, we anticipated it, we've seen a significant increase. There's a lot of different factors that are going on, going on in the world around us. And we've all heard enough about Stories about inflation, the price of gas, the cost of housing, the cost of oil and trans, you know, oil and gasoline. Um, rents in North Texas are always pleasing. <laughs> We've and all heard that. Increasing every day, yes. But I can tell you what that looks like. I can tell you what behind all of those numbers, there are people there. And I, when I'm in, in the office, I make it a point to get around, get out, and I talk to people. I see they are the faces that we see at our very front doors of what what's behind those numbers. And those are people right here in our community. And I'm thinking, and what I said, what you had mentioned earlier, kind of like the hidden resource that such a need happens. And they're all from all different ethnic and socioeconomic groups. It doesn't matter. Life doesn't care <laughs> what zip codes you live in. And we're seeing that right at our front doors. We've seen with our summer lunch program, which is a nine-week program we provide with uh, through the market also um, for a free summer lunch, kind of a day camp experience for children. 
K through 12 right here uh, at two locations. One of them is Bright Elementary and the other is Christie Elementary. Okay. Um, and we provide a full meal. And then on the weekends, we provide them with a box of fresh fruit and kind of a snack pack to go um, so that they have food in these items. Because what happens is people, you know, think about it. The biggest, you know, one of your one third of your calorie meals or from a child is it during lunchtime during school. And if okay, you're on a free and reduced price meal program at school, which about 13 percent of Frisco ISD students are, which approximately is about 8,500 to 9,000 students, you're talking about a good number who may. That's a number. Yeah. A good number who may not have access to that and what we call food insecurity. Okay, so when we talk about the need and food needs, that's what we're talking about. They may not have, there may be food at home, but it's not the, it may not be the most nutritious food. Nutritious foods, fresh fruits cost more. So therefore, they may, when it comes time to make those type of choices as a family, they have to make those cuts somewhere. So we provide that through our summer lunch program, and that's also through the market itself. So what we've seen is, in fact, let me, let me share this with you. We have seen a 39% increase in the number of meals served um, over the same period last year in the summer in our summer lunch program because we've been doing this for quite a while. And that's a big that's increase. Significant. That's absolutely that's a, significant. So that's to me is what people ask me, well, what does that look like? What is, is what, what does the need in Frisco look like? Well, I see it in the faces of the children when they're picking up their lunch, when they're taking those snack packs home. They're literally lugging these boxes <laughs> on the on Fridays, what we call Fresh Fridays, to take these things home um, and look forward to it. Um, you start to see a lot of the same faces. They're laughing and they're joking. It takes me back to when I was a kid. <laughs> and I really enjoy it, <clears throat> even though it's burning hot out there, but the playground yeah. is shielded and we provide activities and things for them. But a 39% increase over the last year at this same period, that's big. That's and, big. Yeah, and that's bringing to life, I think, what you mentioned in terms of, you know, when gas, when you do have to pay 30 or $50 more for a tank of gas, that money just doesn't come from nowhere, right? It's coming from another budget, you know, entry on the, on the sheet, and it could be food. Exactly. And that's where, obviously, Frisco Family Services comes in. Exactly. Michael, what would you say to someone listening to this podcast that... Now, maybe they're going through a difficult time. Maybe they know somebody who's going through a difficult time, but you know they they feel like you know they're not comfortable asking for help. They they struggle with you know hey we all th- that can be a very tough thing to deal with in terms of we see that a you, lot. So so what do you say to that person? That says, <clears throat> it's okay to come talk to us. I would tell them you're not alone. I hear that a lot. Our case managers hear that a lot. That. They never thought they would be in a situation. Um, and a lot of times, sometimes it may take a visit or two. They will pull up. I had a woman share a story with me where they pulled up. They finally, what she said, put on her big girl pants, got in the car and came down, but couldn't come in, couldn't bring herself to come in. She did eventually come back later to fill out her application about a week later and was able to get assistance. But making that first touch it's hard. We understand that. Um, and we, what I can tell you, our case managers and our entire staff will literally will hold your hand and, and walk you through this. Um, you're not alone. Come on down. Let us help you. Um, that is what we're here for. That's what this community supports. You've got the community behind you. Um, 
that's what we do. I would encourage you to come down. And when I say that you're not alone, I will tell you that we've had a 19% increase in the number of people who have come down over the same time period last year. So we're seeing more, we talk about that more of that height, that more of that need, a 19% increase over last year. So you're not alone. Um, do not struggle. We are here to help. We will walk you through this. Um, you can find on our website that the items you would need to pull together for your appointment um, and would encourage you to, to do so. Make the call, come down, complete the application. We'll get you through this. So application, you mentioned the application process. Mm-hmm. So in order to use, for example, the family market, the market, do they need to go through that application process to be able to shop there? How, how does that process work? Yeah. Now, unlike Frisco Resale, the market itself is kind of a closed entity. Now, you do okay. need to be a client of Frisco Family Services. So let's say you've come down, but you've come down, you've, you've, you're that young woman who's put her girl, big girl pants on, has come down, okay. made to drive in, and it's hard for her to do so. But now she filled out the application, submitted what was necessary, but she still has to go home to a refrigerator that's empty. Okay, well, you know what? When you finish here, here, take this over to the market, and we will give you groceries to take home today. And when I mean groceries, we're not, we, and I'm really proud about this. I'm going to try to keep this brief. We don't just give you a box of food and say bye bye. It's like a grocery store. It is a full blown grocery store. We get deliveries every day of fresh milk, dairy products, vegetables, fruits. Um, it is a full blown grocery store. Um, what you need, you will find right there. Um, even if you don't live in Frisco, we, as we start to talk to you, you find that you're not within the Frisco ISD. We're not going to let you go home hungry. We're not going to let you let you go home with an empty refrigerator, even if. We will provide you a, still a trip over to the market while we're processing the paperwork. Or if you're not a fiscal, we still provide a fiscal resident. We will provide you a trip over to the market. And um, I'm sorry, just got right, just got away from me. We'll provide you a trip over to the market. It happens to me every podcast. <laughs> we will provide you a trip over to the market. And, and if, if you need additional referral services because you don't live in Frisco in the Frisco ISD school district. We will give you community resources where you can find similar type of things within the community that you live in. That's amazing. So we really are about helping people through their tough time. You don't want to have to come. It's tough enough to come in. We recognize that. And we don't want to send you out there without nothing, with nothing. That's not who we are. That's not who Frisco. That's not who we are in Frisco. That's not what Frisco's about. I know we've talked a few times about what Fam- Frisco Family Services is kind of focusing on over over time as we've gone through this pandemic. Um, you know, as of now, you know, midway through 2022, what is Frisco Family Services focusing on as it looks to the future? Well, we're looking at <clears throat> we're always constantly reviewing our processes and what we do. What, what do we look like to the public? How do we interact with our clients um, on every aspect? Um and we're on a continual improvement process. So as we're looking at this, we're looking at, are we reaching everybody? Are there other ways that we can reach out to the community? We can find the community members that wish to volunteer, that would like to help, but they're not sure how to do so, and provide avenues for them to come in to do so. That's really our big focus for the for the upcoming year, and looking at strategies to keep 
our volunteers engaged, to keep the community engaged and sharing what we do and then bringing in those um, um, those donations. I will say, and I will share this with you. Are we breaking news here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like it. A little it. tip here. Uh, we did recently get, receive a grant from the North Texas Food Bank uh, for, that allowed us to expand our freezer and um, refrigeration capacity, um, which ties in nicely with our food drive. Absolutely. We, we got it. You've got it. We got the place to store it. Um, very pleased with that. It, it allowed us to um, literally double the capacity of both. Uh, and as we, we talked about before, as you see with the need increases, that is a good thing. So we're very pleased with that. Very pleased to receive that. So we you know we've talked about obviously the support that Frisco Family Services gives with with the the market, the resale shop. One area that I love to talk about talk about just for a little bit is life skills. Have that consultation that happens as well. I wish when I was in school, I, I think, you know, and, and you know, my wife's an educator, her whole family's in education, but I, I really wish that they would teach you more about just life, you know, how to, how to balance, you know, your, your, your finances, how to manage your finances. Um, talk about, you know, some of the support that Frisco Family Services gives folks to kind of help them not only in a time of need with food and other mm-hmm. things they may need, but hopefully life going forward as sure. well. Sure. Thank you. And, and it, it's a good question because it really t- it really illustrates and you paint the picture. So let's say you have made the first step. You've come down. You've 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 asked for help. You're in the process. We're working with you. We've got you food in the refrigerator so that you because you may still have money. A lot of times people still have money coming into the refrigerator. I mean, they have money coming into the household. But if we can by assisting you with groceries. That's money that you can put somewhere else to address other urgent needs, Uh whether it be housing or something, whatever it is, because everybody's situation is unique. So we're looking at that individually. So you've so that's you've made it to the second step. Now we're into the third. Now, let's take a look at. How can we get you not only back up on your feet, but ways that we can. Um strengthen your foundation. So we do offer a great deal and a great number of what we call champs classes. Um, and what those are, and they range from, again, balancing your checkbook, credit reports and why they matter, how to clear up errors. Um, there's others that are on there. there they may be cooking demonstrations. Um, but all of these are community-led, um, based on volunteers who work with us, different banks and organizations, and they come in and they teach these classes. So as a requirement, we do require to receive services that you do attend at least one class. Um, we have some people who attend several of them because, hey, this works. I like this. This is very interesting. I could I could use this information and take this as well. So, But they do have to attend one because, again, that's just being accountable because we have to be accountable to our community that makes the donations so that we're not continually in a a continual cycle. We want to help you not only help you through whatever the crisis is, we want to help you get up on your, to gain your own self-sufficiency again. And if resources that you may not have, uh, we'll help you with that. Another component of that is what you were talking about, about uh, job certifications, job training. We can provide uh, resources and assist you with that as well. So whatever it is that's created that destabilizing situation in your home, excuse me, in your home, 
we're going to look at that together. You will sit with your case manager and work through that, and we'll come up with a plan on how to make that happen. So and we're so, really proud of that. So one follow-up. So uh, my wife would like to know if I can sign up for the cooking class because I can't cook. Uh, <laughs> Probably not, but I thought I'd ask. Uh, <laughs> and follow-up question number two, Audrey, for you I'll be is, sure to let you know when the next one is. Let me know, because <laughs> i got to tell you, if it's not scrambled eggs, it's probably not going to be cooked by me. Um, number two, Audrey, do you know what a checkbook is? I do know what a checkbook is. Okay. All right. Just making sure, you know, do you have a checkbook? I do not have a checkbook. Yes. Yeah. See, anybody who's under 30 probably doesn't have a checkbook. It's weird, right? I asked I my wife for a blank check from hers. Yeah. About a couple of weeks ago, because I, I don't remember what I needed it for, but I needed a blank check from her account. She says, I don't think I have checks. <laughs> about 10 minutes later, she gets up, walks across the room, and pulls goes and pulls up this dusty box at the top of the closet. <laughs> yeah, I do have yeah, checks. Exactly, exactly. Never used them. Got them from the bank and never used them. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But those are skills that, unfortunately, I wish were taught in school. Oh, very much. You know, yeah. with those, those life skills. And you can't assume people know them. And and sometimes it can be real repercussions if you have not learned those. Budgeting, management, you know, budget, budget, budgeting and money credit, management. Why credit score matters. Exactly. I mean, that's a big one for folks. How Absolutely. to get, you know, how to get your credit score for free and not all these other companies that want to come in and try to yeah. sell you something. No, here's the actual company that actually does it. This is how you can get it done uh, at no cost, you know. We've talked a lot about that education component, both from helping people in need and also from educating the community, the Frisco community about, hey, this is a need. This is this is this is necessary. You know, what do you think is the biggest thing that the Frisco community really should be knowing about what Frisco Family Services is trying to do? Hmm. There's two prongs. Trying to succinctly answer that because there's so many things that we do provide. It's hard for me to narrow it down, but I would say the one thing that I would recommend, you know, that they understand exactly, and and this is on us, we're, and we're working to do this so the community understands all of what we do, the different type of services that we do, um, like like for example, such as those job training, mm-hmm. certificate, system certification, things of that nature, because. That helps in two ways. It helps if I'm a client and I need those services, but, you know, I need to, okay, I, my, my industry has shifted. I need to make a change here um, to a different field because um, that's what's created my stabilizing this situation. But it's also good for community members, so, you know, like, hey, I've got a skill in that. I'm a professional in this. I've been doing this work for 5, 10, 15 years. I could be a help to assist someone in training that. <clears throat> so that's where that assistance comes in at. And again, a lot some of our largest supporters, those donations are organizations and um, um, large groups ranging anywhere from the Girl Scouts, um, Clear Up to Liberty Mutual, uh, and I'm just using them as an sure, example. Sure. But, you know, how big their offices are, they have come down and actively volunteer and worked with us. So we welcome, you don't have to be an individual to come in. You can also volunteer as an organization. That is really key in helping us be able to meet the needs that we talked about, the increases that we've seen, is because we've seen a lot of these organizations that they've started to return to the office. Now they've got their 
groups back together again. They're actually volunteering. They want to come down as a group and help serve. That's great. Yeah. Actually, my daughter, she played soccer for the FC Dallas club and we came, this was years ago, uh, but we came, brought the entire team. Um, they were probably at 12 at the time and mm-hmm. we stocked shelves at the market. Mm-hmm. And it's a great experience for 12 year olds and, you know, obviously 62 year olds as well. Um, so a couple just follow up questions to kind of wrap things up and then we'll do, we have a little fun thing at the end that we do that we'll, okay. we'll surprise you with Michael, but don't worry. Okay. All right. So, um, age, fiscal family services serves people of any age. I mean, you talk about, obviously you're, you're giving food to, um, any insec- age. In, yeah, any age. Any okay. age. It's not, it's not age based. It's not income based. That's a popular misnomer. That's, yeah. Um, but it, no, it's not income-based. It is based on, it's crisis-based. Maybe I only make $40,000 a year. Maybe I make 20000 a year. Maybe I make 120000 a year. Whatever you make, that is your situation. But if something happens where you lose that income, it doesn't matter whether it's 20000 or $200,000 a year. You've got a situation and you've got bills that need to Something's be addressed. Changed. Yes. Got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, if they want to volunteer, if someone is listening to this and they want to volunteer personally or bring a group to volunteer from work or a club, how do they do that? We would love to have you. In fact, look forward to seeing you. The first step would be to contact our volunteer uh, services manager. If you get, if you visit FriscoFamilyServices.org, Slash volunteer to take you right to the information that you need to get started. We've got it broken down by age groups, depending on what you are. Even if you're as young as four, five, six, we've got our little program, our program called the little hands, uh, which are seasonal opportunities. Now, right now for summer, who doesn't? like lemonade from a lemonade stand. Absolutely. Isn't that the cutest thing? Absolutely. That is our summer program right now for our little hands. So we've got literally for opportunities for the whole family and for everybody in the individual across the agency, depending on what you want to do, how long you wish to serve and in what capacity, anywhere, you know, between the market, the agency and resale, we've got plenty of openings and plenty of things that's, you know, to keep your challenge and help you serve your community. I think it's important to note, we have not said this yet, that Frisco Family Services is a 501c3 nonprofit tax deductible organization. This is a not, this is a uh, not for profit nonprofit organization. Very and I true. think that's important for people to know. Um, so when you make a donation of something from your home, furniture, couch, clothing, anything, that is a tax deductible donation. Very. Thank you. Yeah, and it ab- is. Abso- it is. Absolutely. It is. And then last but not least, we just want to remind everybody that if you are listening to this podcast, and we hope you are, before Saturday, July 16th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., that is the Feed Frisco event, the community-wide food drive. You can drop off um, your food items to the market located at 9085 Dogwood Street in downtown Frisco, Texas. We'll meet you right there in the parking lot. And if not, if you listen to this after July 16th, that's okay too. They'll be happy to take your donation of any food items and uh, you'll be able to help the folks who need uh, need the assistance there at the market. Okay. So the last few minutes, we, we play a little questions with our guest. Okay. And this is more to learn about, about you, Michael. 
Um, so, and, it, and it, I promise it's super painless. We've done it with Mayor <laughs> Mayor Cheney. We've done it with Donnie Churchman. And now we're going to do it with, with, with Michael Strauder. So, all right. All right so, uh, let's start with sports or music or arts. What do you enjoy the most or do you enjoy both? I am more of a music guy. Okay. I... It's funny because I'm, you know, being a guy, people instantly want to talk to me about sports. Last week's game, somebody scored a touchdown, and I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't really follow sports that much. So, to follow up, then, what is your uh, what's currently playing on your Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you might listen? You know, if you're if you're old school, <laughs> listen to CDs. That's cool. No judgment here. Uh, what are you listening to right now? Uh, what do you enjoy listening to, music wise? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a big podcast geek. So, Are you? Yes, well, yes. we like that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I actually knew who you were. But yeah. when I'm not listening to podcasts, um, I, I have an affinity for Parliament Funkadelic. I, I, I'm there. Nice. I never left the late 70s on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So, okay, question then. I like the follow-ups here. Um Besides, obviously, any podcast produced by the Star Local Media Podcast Network. Of course. Uh, what is a podcast that you're currently listening to or that you enjoy listening to? Throughline on NPR. Great podcast. I am a serious NPR geek. Oh, yeah. I almost have it on all the time. You and my wife would get along really well. Will it? Yeah, that's I all don't that. know when it happened, but somehow I kind of turned into my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So I'm going to give it. So in the last couple of years, I now on Sunday mornings, I watch CBS Sunday morning with a little trumpet intro, you know, and my wife, Elizabeth goes, when did you get old? She came in one morning on Sunday and she's like, what are you? I'm with my coffee. I have my newspaper and I'm, and I'm reading or listening to or watching CBS Sunday morning. And yeah, it just kind of happened. I hit 45. And okay. Did I hear you say that you still read the physical print newspaper? Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Absolutely. I may read some on digital because my drives my wife crazy with the number of books and magazines and paper I have around the house. So some of them I've switched to digital. But as I explained when I first met Audrey, it's, I'm an old newspaper guy myself. So there's something about that tactile sensation of holding the newspaper. You got your coffee, you got your chair, your spot. And, and, and that's why Sunday mornings for us just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, that, that Sunday morning is a laid back kind of newspaper readership type of day where, hey, we understand you're on the go 24 seven, Monday through Friday, maybe even Saturday with activities. Exactly. So that's why, you know, digital, the phone, website, podcast make a lot of sense during the week. My daughters looked, used to look at me like I was crazy. I have twin daughters and they would walk by like, oh, why are you reading it? Why don't you just read it on your tablet? I'm like. There's a difference, honey. There There's is. a difference. The rustle in... of the paper. Yeah. Well, she just kind of rolled her eyes and just kept walking like, okay. <laughs> some, some people, you know, my daughters who are 22 and 19, my 22-year-old, she um, loves vinyl. She she actually has a little vinyl collection. She kind of, she goes, it's just something different that you can just turn it on and, you know, you just, you you pay more attention to it than maybe you would have just in the background. I don't know. It's this generation is missed. Yeah, this generation has missed the great days of album cover art. Oh, absolutely! And reading the liner reading notes the liner on the notes. Oh, we're going. Yeah, we're, we're going old man right here. Sorry, Audrey. <laughs> hey, I, I understand. I grew up with the vinyl buff, so we were we were going to record stores back in the early two thousands when yeah, it was kind yeah. of dead. 
And yeah. we've seen the resurgence. And it, yeah, it's the album it's nice covers on this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the liner notes. You know, you find little things out like, oh, so and so played, you know, keyboard exactly. on this song. Exactly. Or, you know, now you have no idea. It, like a lot of things in the digital world, not to go on a little soapbox here, but, um, you know, music even today is kind of disposable. You know, you can, you get a good song, but then it's just kind of forgotten where. Mm-hmm. The music from the 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s. I mean, look at the Beatles. I mean, still relevant today. True. 60 years later almost. True. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of curious. Will, and I like Dua Lipa, but will Dua Lipa be, you know, remembered 60 years from now? Probably not. And I apologize, Dua, if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, so, I love MP3s. I love the convenience of them. Yeah. But I miss the, I miss the old days of concept albums. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you put the album on, it was designed for you to play from Front to beginning back. to end. That's right. I think we're seeing a resurgence in that, though. I really do. I think some artists are sticking out, and this has now become a music podcast, which maybe we just need to make a new one at the Star Local Media <laughs> Podcast Network. Not? We can do anything we want. Yeah. You see albums like, I'm going to sound like a teen girl for a second, but seriously, Harry Styles has grown up as a new artist, mm-hmm. and his new album is an experience from beginning to end. So I think there are some stick-out artists who are realizing that that's a lost art that needs to be returned, and I think they're making a change. I actually like Harry Styles. I'll say that. All right. So what do you enjoy... You know, you obviously have an amazing mission. You're working hard. You're 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 promoting everything that Frisco Family Services is doing. But when you are not doing that, what do you enjoy to kind of unwind? I what, love to read. Yeah, read. Okay. I love to read, and I will turn the phone on silent, even turn the TV off, put on Pandora, um, and usually just read a book or the newspaper that's been sitting there for two or three days. I've been trying to get back to you to finish. Yeah, that's great. Which, you know, my wife just doesn't understand that. (laughs) I said, well, believe it or not, I did. I will get to it because I find things out that tie directly to what we do. And I always have to be careful because I end up putting work mode back on. I'll come across an article that's talking about. It's hard to turn off the need and I'm circling things and I've got highlighters going and, yeah. <laughs> so where, Michael, where are you from? Born? Cool. Yeah. What's your background? Where are you from? I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Ah. Um, I moved here a couple of years ago here with the family. Um, wife has a lot of family down here. Um, I love the, I love the winters down here. I can tell you that. <laughs> I How don't, about the summer? How's, how's the summer treating you? You guys get a special kind of heat down here. I'll just say that. <laughs> this is, you know, it's been not this, not this bad the last couple of years. This year's been really bad. But yeah. um, background is in uh, public relations, communications um, um, with Columbus schools um, in Gahanna, Jefferson schools, you know, Latangy schools, you know, common, not all together at the same time, but over a span of about 20 years prior to coming down here to Texas. Great. Been doing PR work um, and communications work a long time. I was, I like to tell people something. I was there before there was Facebook and social media. (laughs) Been been to Columbus Columbus a few times. Uh, I think sometimes people forget that that's the biggest city in Ohio. You know, people think of maybe Cleveland or Cincinnati uh, because of some of the professional sports scenes being there, but Columbus is by far the biggest. It's a little hidden gym. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a little hidden gym, but um, I like Texas. I like this. I like Texas. I like Frisco. Um, It's cleaner. 
yeah. brighter. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely. Here. But yeah, a special kind of summer down here. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So, hey, we're going to wrap up with one last question. And I, th- I think this is one you really enjoy. Um, you know, what do you want as the marketing manager for Frisco Family Services? You know, what do you want the organization's legacy to be in 10, 20 years? I mean, obviously it's coming up on its 30th anniversary, but uh, as you look at the next 30 years, I mean, what, as you all talk within the organization, you know, what do you want the legacy to be of Frisco Family Services? The 30,000 foot level to speak to that would be in a perfect world, I'd love for us, there not to be a need for us. That would be my that would be my personal goal. Then I would love for that to happen. But okay, coming back down to the real world, so to speak, that as people look back, communities destabilize. Let me say this: communities destabilize because of people just don't up and just move out of a community, and communities just don't die overnight. They start to wither and start to decline due to and have population loss because of destabilizing things one family at a time. So when people look back at or when or they think about our legacy, that they realize that, that we are partners. We are partners with city leaders. We're the partners with you, individuals and groups and organizations to keep Frisco strong. That is the legacy that we're looking for because, again, communities wither and die one individual, one family at a time. Well, let's, uh, you know, let's hope that, like you said, Frisco Family Services, when those needs do arise, obviously it's there to take care of them. But as you said, you know, hopefully maybe those needs will, will disappear mm-hmm. in the in the not so far future. So, so in, in the meantime, we just want to be a stabilizing force. Wonderful. Audrey, I think this has been an amazing podcast and really to shed the light on, on Frisco Family Services. Um, again, we have to plug it one more time. Feed Frisco, Saturday, July 16th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can drop off anything food-wise to the market there at 9085 Dogwood Street in downtown Frisco, Texas, just off of Main Street. And again, Michael Strotter, thank you so much for coming and speaking with us today. It's been a great visit. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And more information again at FriscoFamilyServices.org. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Focus on Frisco. Frisco friends, we will talk to you next time. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.